Look at the weather. It's beautiful here. Non-stop rain. Oh, man, it is a blazer out there. It's cold and it's shivery. It is cold. Really coming down here. I really enjoy your weather reports. From the All Indiana Podcast Network. We're talking weather in a whole new way. From historical events to what's coming up. Plus, weather news, science, safety, fun facts, and more. I like where this is going. This is Weather Weekly. Weather Weekly with Wish TV Storm Track 8 meteorologist Marcus Bailey. It is episode number 82. Good to be with you here as we roll through the uh, month of August. And uh, kind of soggy as we're recording this on a Tuesday the 9th. This will be released the next day on the 10th. Yeah, it's been a wet stretch. We had some pretty good downpours here for the morning hours. Some needed rain, but it did spark some flood advisories. Just shows you how quickly things can change around here when you're just not with with rain for a long time, and then all of a sudden, boom, here we go. We got rain kind of rolling through. So um, we'll take it as long as we don't get too much at one time. Um, Not a bad thing here. So uh, coming up, we're going to talk more about the, uh, the drought update. It's been a while since we actually updated the drought. We'll take a look back um, at some of the historical flooding that took place, uh, especially down in Kentucky. That is still an ongoing uh, issue that they are recovering from uh, there um, and where they stand. And, uh, of course, we'll look ahead to your forecast for the rest of the week as well. That's coming up next here on Weather Weekly. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It is episode number 82. Good to be with you here. We're getting kind of a hodgepodge of, a, of, of things here. Um, I wanted to give an update locally first on um, how we're standing with the drought. We didn't mention it last week. Um, but it has improved a little bit. The drought monitor that was released last Thursday, so this was on the 2nd, um, I'm sorry, on the 4th, it was, it was, I know it's confusing, but they, they do it on a Tuesday and then they release it on a Thursday. So it was valid on the 2nd, released on the 4th. That's how it's going to be this week. And there will likely be some changes since we had a little bit of rain here early in the week as well. Um, for central and western Indiana, parts of Indianapolis still included in a moderate drought. Um, much of the metro area either abnormally dry if you're to the south or to the east, abnormally dry, and then west, you are in that moderate drought. So we've taken out southern Indiana, we've taken out northern Indiana and extreme eastern Indiana from any drought. Um, and obviously you had a couple of rounds of very heavy rain um, that helped uh, a little bit there. Um, but I do think, and if I were to guess, um, obviously we'll have a new um, a drought monitor released on Thursday. We had some pretty heavy rain around the metro area um, 
on Tuesday, which I'm recording it now. It is still raining in Indy, and we're going to have more to go through the afternoon. And it's kind of just setting up right along I-70, so we may get several bouts of rain. And some of these areas that were that are still considered abnormally dry might be in the zone to pick up some some more heavy rain. So that that is a good thing. Obviously, you don't want to get too much. Um, you never want too much of a good thing, um, obviously. Uh, but we picked up a decent amount of rain. We have, uh, let's see, I believe we're at a quarter of an inch, and that was last check in the morning. And if I look... Um, obviously, we're going we're gonna to have a little ways to go, and this will not be updated by the time you're listening, but can just kind of think out loud a little bit. Um, if I could do some quick math, uh, we have picked up a total in the last six hours of uh, just over eight-tenths. So it's, it's, the official number is uh, 0.83, and within one hour, we picked up a half an inch. Uh, yeah, one one inch of rainfall, half an inch of rainfall, I'm sorry, uh, at the airport. So there were flood advisories that were issued because of that. Um, so, yeah, some pretty heavy rain here in the uh, in the city. Um, so we'll likely get that to trim back a little bit. I did want to look at the um, where we stand for the month, which actually isn't that bad as well and again not factoring in what we've already picked up which again if i do some quick math uh for the month is just about one and a third inches of rainfall and that would put us above normal um we were only about about a third of an inch below normal uh, to date. So this is going to put us above normal. Um, and hey, that's a nice change considering June and July were, uh, were, were dry. Obviously, June was exceptionally dry, but July um, ran fairly dry until kind of the latter end, uh, tail end of the month. So, so some good news there. Um, obviously, you don't want too much, uh, you know, of the rain. Um, but I think we're going to get beneficial showers, and I think we're going to have a drying out period, which we'll talk about in the forecast here. But this isn't—I don't think this is going to be an ongoing issue. The concern is—is is kind of what's what's happening now, just with this cold front draped across that you're going to get what we call training storms. All right, and nothing like what they had in Kentucky, but it, it does kind of give me a segue into. Uh, I promised last week, if you were listening, I did want to briefly talk about um, the Kentucky situation, and. Um, you know, why that happened and why that was a unique uh, situation. All right. So just latest update. This is from the Associated Press. And I should uh, preface to say that President Biden and his wife uh, were in eastern Kentucky on Monday. Um uh, checking out everything. It's the second time he's had to go to the state in um well, in the past year, because of the uh, tornadoes that happened in central Kentucky, you remember, in December. Um, the latest uh, update is 37 people have died um, in this flood in eastern Kentucky. Um, and this happened last month. And again, it just goes to show how devastating this, this flooding was because they are still, uh, they are still dealing with it. So why did this happen? All right. I'll, I'll try to break this down as easily as I can. But part of it is um, you had everything lining up weather wise that 
required it to happen that made it a unique situation. But a lot of it also was terrain and landscape and um, how well the infrastructure could handle all that rain and water. All right. So first, let's kind of get to the weather side of it. Um, this, what we call is, is a, it's a training effect. And what ended up happening is you had a stationary boundary. All right. Stationary means it's not moving that just camped out basically over the state of Kentucky, right over Eastern Kentucky. And what ends up happening then is you'll get waves of energy that ride along that stationary front. So I kind of call them like train tracks. All right. And so you have these waves. And so what they do is then they agitate the atmosphere and they squeeze out, um, you know, showers and storms. Now, with that, what what created the issue here is not just the training effect, but we had an immense amount of moisture. I mean, you think about it, gang. I mean, think about how many muggy days we had at the end of July and early August. You felt the humidity, right? It was worse in Kentucky. The farther south you went, you had more moisture supply. You were really stuck in that humid air mass. So plenty of moisture to go around. And you had a stationary boundary uh, camped out right overhead. That's a recipe for some heavy downpours. All right. And if that boundary is not moving for a few days, you can now imagine how you're going to run into issues with numerous showers and thunderstorms that develop and ride along that stationary boundary and keep going over the same areas over and over and over and over again. Um, This, uh, I mean, really the final blow came in one day. Um, But if you really look at it, it was it was kind of a five day effort to get where we ended up on kind of that last day where we had 14 to 16 inches of rainfall in a five day period. OK, which began on July 27th. Um, that last day, though. Um, when we really started dealing with the flooding issues, you were talking about downpours in those specific locations that were up to around four inches per hour. All right. So that's just an immense, immense amount of rain. Um, so that's that's part of it. All right. It's, it's a perfect meteorological setup, essentially. Um, everything kind of had to line up. So that was one issue. All right. Um, So most of the rainfall fell uh, on that 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 next day that led to the the excessive flooding in eastern Kentucky. It shattered records um, along the North Fork of the Kentucky River. So again, that's another important factor because remember you had all this rain. The rain's going to run off, and it's going in creeks. It goes into the streams. It goes into the rivers. Rivers now flooded. Okay. So now where's the water go? It has nowhere to go. Ground's overly saturated, rivers flooding out of its banks, streams and creeks are too. And so now it goes to the floodplain. All right. Um, The uh, preliminary data, now this came from the geological survey, showed the North Fork of the Kentucky River in Jackson reached a peak that was the highest observed there in 95 years. All right. So this was record flooding. Um, In addition, the flood flow of the North Fork of the Kentucky River at uh, Whitesburg reached the highest flow observed in 47 years. So now you've got the flooded rivers. That's going to add to it. Now, I think this was probably the biggest factor is the terrain. 
And those of you that aren't familiar with Eastern Kentucky, it's pretty rugged. Okay. You're kind of on the Western edge of the Appalachian mountains. And so for this specific area that flooded and where we've had the fatalities, um, the homes, because, because you're not, you don't have very many flat areas. Um, most of the, um, flattened areas are on floodplains. Okay. So, um, it's really the only place where people could build and live because there's a lot of steep and rugged terrain in that part of the state. All right. So now you've got, you're in a floodplain, you're in a flat area, you're not elevated. And so now you're getting all that water rushing. You've got runoff, you've got, um, all that, all of that in this mountainous area, the valleys, um, that's what ended up happening. And so there, there's where the, the destruction was and why it's been such a long going issue is because that's how much water they've had. This isn't going to recede in a day, you know, now they're finally kind of getting the waters back, um, a little bit, um, to where they can start doing some recovery and, uh, efforts and damage control. But, uh, again, that's, that was the, the biggest, um, issue. And again, you're still overly saturated because, you know, you're got, you've got water that there it should, it's in places it shouldn't be. And it was there for several days, long time for it to recede. So all that ground is overly saturated. So now the concern is that you're going to have, um, you're going to have um, uh, more rain later this week, potentially. And so um, you could have some issues. I mean, they're going to get the same cold front that we're dealing with here in Indiana. That's a slow mover. And so there's going to be some concern that there is um, maybe another setup where you could get some training thunderstorms. The last part of this is, is that the infrastructure is not that great in Eastern Kentucky. Um, And what I mean by that for drainage, Okay, this is stuff that was designed in the uh, 60s and 70s, hasn't been updated. Um, and so it's, it, it, it's having a tough time taking on all that water. And again, for a very unique event. All right. Um, so that's again, you just had so many things that just had to align for that to happen. All right. A very unfortunate situation, but obviously something that does happen. And unfortunately, some things you just can't, you cannot predict. Um, And, um, you know, it's kind of like how it was with Katrina and New Orleans. I'm not putting that on the same scale, but now we're more reactionary instead of being proactive about those sort of things. But maybe it gets some communities that have kind of similar setups that they could be prone to that kind of flooding to maybe take a look and 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 hopefully prevent something like this uh, from happening again. But just a tragic situation, something we'll keep an eye on here, um, obviously, with more rain possibly in the forecast. Uh, later in the week, but I did want to at least get down back to the science of what happened there in Eastern Kentucky uh, to create that devastating flooding. We're going to take a look at our forecast here for the remainder of the week. That's coming up next here on Weather Weekly. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, 
The learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, here's a look at the forecast as we roll through this uh, week of August the 8th. 2022. And you know what? Um, Despite the fact that we hit 91 Saturday and Sunday and we hit 92 on Monday, um, this is going to be a very much welcomed pattern flip um, as we go through the next several days here. Now we had the rain to contend with. I do think much of Wednesday is going to be dry. There could be a few early, early morning sprinkles. That's going to be well before this podcast even is available. So I think we're going to be dry for the remainder of your Wednesday. And then uh, Thursday, Friday, and into the weekend, uh, about as good as it gets here for the middle of August. No no joke here. Again, normal high for this time of year, typically into the mid-80s. I will probably be there, maybe just shy shy of that, for um, Thursday. I think Friday we're at 80. I don't think we make it out of the 70s on Saturday and then low 80s on Sunday. More important than that is we've got a nice push from the north. We've got some uh, Canadian air that's going to be settling in. And boy, is that going to make things nice. Um, Very comfortable uh, both Saturday and Sunday. And I'll tell you, it looks like that may even be the case as we go into early next week as well. Now, I do have maybe some isolated rain chances as we go into the the uh, early portion of the next week, maybe around Monday. Uh, but that's pretty far off, and it doesn't look like it's a slam dunk that everybody's going to get wet or anything like that. So uh, looking good, both the 6- to 10-day and the 8- to 14-day outlook uh, calling for below-average numbers. So that would take us through the latter portions of the middle of the month of August and that 14-day outlook and kind of a somewhat stronger signal of below-average precipitation. So pretty limited precip. And look, we've done okay. And I mentioned, you know, the drought update. There's still some areas that you could use some rain. You actually got a decent amount here on Tuesday um, in some of those areas. So we may see that improved slightly. I don't know if we'll completely get rid of all the drought conditions or at least the abnormally dry conditions, but I think we're kind of we're chipping away at it. Um, and so, but but again, we're going to be kind of running dry. So we'll have to just be careful. The good news is we're not going to be getting that blazing heat uh, to kind of add to that. So something to look forward to uh, there. And I think I mentioned this, but no changes to the August outlook temperature-wise above average as a whole and below average precipitation for the month. So there you go. Thanks for stopping by here for episode number 82. I know it was kind of a quick hit here, but hopefully you enjoyed it. We'd love to hear your suggestions. You can shoot me an email anytime, marcus.bailey at wishtv.com. You can also reach out on social media. I am at uh, Marcus Bailey Weather on Facebook and at Marcus Bailey on Twitter and Instagram as well. Have have yourself a great week. And while you're here, make sure to check out all the other great podcasts, part of the All Indiana Podcast Network. We'll talk to you next week. God bless. Discover more. Discover more from Stormtrack Weather and Wish TV. Online at wishtv.com and when you follow Wish TV on Facebook. Plus, be sure to check out more great podcasts from the All Indiana Podcast Network now. Now at allindianapodcastnetwork.com.